L-A-S. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Shadow. Her. Abaddon. You're sitting in this bar with Akane Felice. She has brought you here for drinks, and you have gotten some. Her has gotten maybe too many. Uh, (laughs) And and you are all relaxing here in the bar. Storm brewing? Yes, I remembered my own bar name. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) You are all here. You are relaxing. And I think that Abaddon specifically said, we're too sober for tough conversation. <laughs> so. <laughs> I would say that over the course of the ne- the last maybe 10 minutes or so, mm-hmm. drinks have been had, uh, and you've gotten a couple more. Um, how many, I'm going to go around the table, how many drinks do you think everybody has had at this point over the last 10 to 15 minutes? I've had none. Okay, Shadow's had none. Mm -hmm. Kind of cringe, Shadow. Peer Mm. pressure is supposed to make you drink. What the heck? Well, must they have like hydraulic fluid or grease? Maybe. I'll Uh, just pour that on my face. Disclaimer, Mm. that was a joke. Don't let peer pressure ever make you feel like you have to drink. (laughs) This is a PSA. Uh, (laughs) Her, how many more drinks have you had? Well, I'm thinking, uh, I don't know if people are going to let me have more drinks, so I'm guessing I've just been... Downing water. Not downing water. Yeah. But not sipping but either. Nursing water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Abaddon, how many drinks have you had? Um, I've had one more shot of rum. I finished the Hunter's Mark, and yep. I am on my second. Okay. All right. Sounds mm. good. Uh, Akane has had uh, a single beehive, and she is on her second beehive. So, yeah. Nice. Abaddon, what's your con score? Oh, no. I, I was just curious. Well, there's a difference because plus two. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. Okay. So that means she can go through two drinks without being drunk. You can go through zero drinks without being drunk. <laughs> I would think at least one would make me tipsy, and then two is like, okay, you've had enough. I'm gonna do a drink. Not jump. buzzed, but I'm more relaxed yeah. than I was. Yeah. When I yeah. Came yeah in. For sure. Uh, Before conversation starts happening, yeah, because I've, I'm assuming that conversation has been happening a decent amount this entire time. Yeah, yeah. I just I, for brevity, I wanted to mm-hmm. say there's like some nonsensical stuff that's been happening. Yeah, I'm going to uh, because I'm sitting on that ledge next to the table, kind of. Um, I'll be listening in, but I'll be looking around to see if anybody's yeah. uh, kind of tuning into the conversation. Sure. Um, I I think as you look around, make me a perception check. Yeah. Oh, that is nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve. I think you're you're trying your best to be vigilant, but you're mm-hmm. also recognizing that you are. It's not as easy to be vigilant when you have to make sure that someone doesn't hurt themselves, yeah. right? So I I think <laughs> that you feel like you're not being listened to. So oh. I think you have a good enough grasp that you're not being listened to. Okay. Would it be possible for me to look? I mean, obviously, I can look over our shadow, but yeah. I think her looks over our shadow and says, "Do you just want to? You just want to watch the parade? Per, parade?" Um. Well, seeing as what happened last time, I don't know if I want to physically interact with the parade. No, no, no. Just, just like from up here. 
We can, for sure. Okay. She turns around and like tries to get a good look at everything that's happening. Yeah, go ahead and roll me perception. Okay. Oh no, mm. that's a high number. Um, <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> 16. 16. Hey. Uh, yeah, I mean, you look out, the parade is expressly over, right? It ended when the, the, like, <laughs> the parade went down Main Street, and then the feast happened, and you were there, and you ate, and then you came here. So the parade is over. But if her discerns that or not, that's like her own thing, I guess. But I mean, there, there are still like festival happenings going on. Like as you look down, with a 16 you see a lot of stuff happening like there are like the the um the actual sun sail the ship the big one with the ring of fire around its center mm. is still anchored in the sky aimed at the dawn gate right there are giants down in the actual city you can see <laughs> them picking up kids and putting them on their shoulders and walking around and then coming back and putting them down and then they take these belts off of their belt and they hand them to the kids and the kids run away uh there's oh there's also um there are a couple other ones but you really can't see them from here with a 16 but those are the big ones that you're able to see right now i grab shadow's arm and i just say shadow they're doing government subsidized shoulder rides but you get government free shoulder rides, shoulder rides already <laughs> oh you're right we can put you on one and then they can give you a shoulder ride oh i don't know if i'd go on a giant why i go on a giant every day uh Fair enough. Be brave. Yeah, these are also, mm. like, keep in mind, these are 20-foot-tall, like, huge people. They're they're literally gigantic. You're, like, literally that told me, like, all the time. Hmm. So it's like having a me for me. Yeah. Interesting way of free. looking at things. That's true. Maybe once we finish things up here, we could go and do that, or at least look at it. Oh, Sorry. Yes. Oh. <laughs> wow, great foley work. <laughs> great, great work. Right, foley work. If that was totally, yeah, completely <laughs> planned. Yes, 100%. If you think her would be less trouble out in the square, I can catch up with you. Are you sure? I think I'll be able to find you. What's that no supposed offense, to mean? but you two don't exactly blend in in a crowd. what's that supposed to mean also I think her might give me a headache if she has any more to drink around here (laughs) sure alright let's go do I get to keep the water I'm I'm sure you do otherwise we can find some for you hold on and she takes it and just downs it okay you just swig the whole thing of water do you ask for a refill or is that like good are you good enough she slams it down and like table and just says let's go okay you put it down and you move yep okay and then we uh her's doing a little better now Mm -hmm. but like uh, it's kind of like a mix of the water and the alcohol hitting at the same time she's just kind of getting a it's like she's not less drunk she's just getting her sea legs (laughs) you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so uh as we're about to head down i'd approach the table yeah um vakane and abaddon and Mm -hmm. um we're going to go check out the festivities more. Um, those might be more age appropriate. Um, Keep her need... in your sights. Of course, of course. I uh, 
Hope everything goes well for the both of you. And if anything happens, come and find me. Will do. Um, and then I kind of scoot off with her. I'll like pat Shadow's back as he leaves. You both, her and Shadow, exit out the bottom of this uh, this bar, go through the wooden doors, and proceed to move towards the festivities. Abaddon, you remain here with Akane, and as you kind of sit at this table, um, there's a silence that kind of hits for a moment as both of them are gone. You didn't really realize how much noise her was making until she's gone, <laughs> right? Uh, it's this its this kind of like raucous, kind of like drunk person not knowing that they're saying a lot kind of scenario, right? Uh, but as, as she goes, uh, Akana is just kind of sitting there smiling off into the distance. Um, and, and as she, she smiles, she kind of pulls back a little bit and she, she loses that smile. And she looks into her drink and she swirls it around with the, um, you know, a small toothpick or something of the sort. And she turns to you and she just says, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to be pushy. Um, I, I hope I haven't been rude. Of course not. I, um, I'm not the greatest with subtlety. Um, and uh, I think that Haleth and Angela can, can tell you that. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I do mean what I say. I'm just not good at being patient. <laughs> so... You know something? I actually prefer you when you're not forcing your smile and laughing and using that to get through conversation. I, you're much more fun awkward. I don't think I don't think I'm trying to I mean I really am happy. It's just sometimes um you know it's either really happy or probably far too introspective. <laughs> oh, I wish I had the happy side of things. I'm stuck in the introspection. I, w I wish that it wasn't like a, I wish it wasn't a switch. I wish I could kind of feel a little bit of both. It's kind of beautiful that you can hop back and forth, though. It means you're, you have some duality to you. You're not just one thing. Never trust a person who's always happy. That's, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um... You don't have to tell me anything. Um, I really do want to help, but I only want to help if you're, if you, I mean, if you want me to help. So I don't mean to be forcing you to do anything one way or the other or. No, you're okay. Um, I, I apologize as well. I'm new to the whole not being overwhelmingly standoffish with people. I don't. Well, we have we have that in common in a way, yeah. <laughs> I have a hard time imagining you as standoffish. Uh, yeah, standoffish, not necessarily in the way of being like you know, 
abrasive, but standoffish and like, I don't really let people dissuade me from what I want to do kind of scenario. Like if I want to help people and people are like, that's going to take too much time. I say, oh yeah, fuck you. And I'm going to, I'm going to do it. So. Can I insight check that? I can do it with yeah, disadvantage Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Drunk. Oh yeah, 100%. No, you don't have to do it with disadvantage. You're not drunk yet. Ooh. Um, 19. Um, yeah, I think, I think she's like supremely awkward in the way that she says it. But I think, I think like there is some sort of kind of inherent understanding of, yeah, that awkwardness is laced with an inability to lie about it, right? So I, I think that she's legitimately telling the truth, so. Can I show you something? Um, yeah. Um, and then if I, I can roll stealth for this, but can I do it so the other patrons don't see? I want to sure. open a small portal and drop the lemon out of my drink and into my hand. Oh, yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll me stealth. Hey. Ooh, that's not bad. 17. Ooh! Nice. Ah! Very nice. Sneaky. You You kind of like... You take this this lemon from your drink and you drop it downwards and then summon another portal above your left hand. Drop it from your right hand, portal in your uh, above your left, and it drops into one portal and comes out the other and slaps into your hand with kind of this wet. And as it as it slaps in your hand, she just kind of like whips her head to the side to kind of try and observe what you were doing, and she just goes, "Holy shit, that's so cool." <laughs> Yes, not quite the dangerous people of magic that you hear about from just, your Commodus. Yeah, the thing is, you know, she's been kind of spewing that for a while, and it feels like people are really digging into it. And I don't know, I haven't, I'm always kind of skeptical when I hear stuff like that because. It feels like if I haven't met anyone, then how am I supposed to judge them based on like what other people have said? I've, I've known a few, well, several, and I've yet to meet one, well, that's not true, I guess. I, I've yet to meet more than one that is intentionally dangerous. Oh. What one did you meet that was intentionally dangerous? They were made of fire. Oh. Well, that's... That's fascinating. Badass, uh, actually. <laughs> sorry, they, their whole, they, they were just made of fire. Mm-hmm. She opens up a notebook and she just writes down, whoa, comma, can be made of fire in this notebook. <laughs> <laughs> Very um, slowly. Obviously, she's like trying to make sure that she's actually writing legible notes right now while she is um, mildly influenced by, you know, the drink. You know, I had a, I had a younger friend that... He was this way too. Um, mm. His his abilities weren't maybe so glamorous as mine. Mm. Um, and because of the way that people view, you know, of Ions, what we call ourselves, um, he died. Oh, rather rather horrifically. Oh no. He was a play the violin so beautifully. I'm so sorry. I like to think that if there are more people like him out there, that we can... If the world had more people like you, then maybe people like him wouldn't 
be forced to go through that abuse and torture and death. As you start to say this, um, she, like, sees you... This lemon dropped into your hand, and I think unconsciously, like, you've been gripping it super hard as you've been saying this, and there's, like, this, like, like odd squelch that kind of comes out as you let out that last set of, of words, and there's lemon juice dripping onto the table, and she takes out that handkerchief again, and she grabs your wrist, and she kind of you realize that this is happening and you drop the lemon into the handkerchief and she kind of puts that aside. She pulls out another and she wipes your hand off and she holds your hand in both of hers afterwards. And she just says, the fact that you had to go through that, the fact that you know that Levitica, I've seen good here. I know you don't see it here. And she kind of gestures out the window, right? And she says, I know there's a lot here. I know there's a lot (laughs) where they try and make themselves look a certain way, but that's, that's the highest of the high. I've seen people here who just want to make people happy. There are, there are teachers out there who just want to teach people magic to make their lives less hard. There are people out there who want to be clerics just so that they can make food for people who are hungry. There are people out there who really care. That's the Levitica I, I want to live in. And when I know that there's pieces of that Levitica that, that get lost in the cracks that hurt people, it makes my soul weary. And I don't want to live there. And... If I can help bear some of that burden and bring some of that back and make some of that change, maybe make lives easier for people like you, for people who have had to suffer through that. If we work hard enough, maybe people won't have to feel that anymore. I'm sorry for all the things that my people have done to you. But I hope that those people don't make up what Levitica really is. Because the the things out there, and she gestures one more time, but more viciously with her left hand out of the window. She just says, these, this is not, this is not it. This is not it. This is what the, the government wants you to feel it is. But there are places out there where... You look out the window and you see the fall trees and you see the sunset and you just take a moment to sit over on the hill and watch the horizon come and there is just peace and there is kindness in those places. There's a whole country full of that. But they're making it more difficult to find. You know, I... I'd like to see the Levitica that you love instead of the one I've known. Do you know something else? I've I've never even seen the sunset. <laughs> she says, well, um, you know what? She looks down through the grate, and you're almost right above the bar at this point. She just goes, Yena! And Yena looks back up through the grate, and she just goes, yeah, what can I do, Akane? And she just says, um, do you mind if we take 
the the fourth ladder up to the top, and Yenna just looks down and she just goes, um, she looks around the bar and she says, yeah, no harm. And <laughs> Akane just looks over to you, Abaddon. She says, grab your drink. She takes your hand and holds your, your right hand in her, in, uh, in her left, and she starts walking towards the edge of the second floor. And as she gets to the edge, you see this huge ladder that strikes its way up into the top of the, the observatory. She starts climbing it, and she gets to the top, and she opens this metal hatch on the top of the observatory. She reaches out and kind of scrambles up on top of the the observatory itself and you do as well as much as you can with a single drink in your hand it's a little precarious right but you get there uh, and once you do I think you you get it right you open up into this space that has this railing and this kind of platform that exits out to the top and originally, this is obviously a maintenance platform for the original observatory, but right now, it's mostly unused. She closes the hatch. She holds your hand, and she sits down on the side of this, this observatory maintenance area. And as she sits down, the sun crests lower and lower over the side of, of the city. Um, You've been here for a long time. You've been walking for a long time. The day has, has been moving, right? Uh, and I don't think you really realized how close it was to sunset at this time of day, right? She sits down. She has you sit next to her, and she just says, Levitica should feel like home. You should be able to sit here and see the sunset. You should be able to look out and see the people out there and feel like those people belong to you and like you belong to them. I, my sense of community has never stretched past two people. Uh, albeit not the same two people my whole life, but... Only ever two. Well, um, one person at a time. And she squeezes your hand. Um, Abaddon's gonna take her hand and put Connie's arm around my shoulder and yeah. kind of lean into her. And I'm gonna be like, well, you have made it three. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> she just kind of, uh, she, she has, um, she squeezes your shoulder and she pulls you a little closer and she just says, I'm happy that you're happy. At least for maybe a few minutes here. The sunset gleams out. You've never watched it before. As you sit here on this maintenance rooftop, like, it's awful. It's, there's nothing here that's, like, incredibly well-maintained, right? It's, it's old. It's grimy. But it's yours. It's yours. And, and for this moment, this small slice of time, as you look out into this expanse of this place, you look through the dawn gate and the sun sets directly through the center of it. 
the sky becomes this dark navy blue and it creeps into this orange and red. The sun meets the horizon and you've never even contemplated the look of what that might feel like, the warmth of that moment. And, and some, of the, some of the warmth comes from the feeling of looking out into this sunset, but some of the warmth comes from kind words, caring people, and maybe even just for a second, just for a second or two, you feel the Le- Levitica that Akane means. Um, probably unconsciously, Abaddon's been growing moss mm-hmm. around them as they're comfortable, and as the sun kind of sets, be like the sky was on fire, and then it went out like a match. Yeah, it does that every day. Every day? <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> oh, the sky here does not look um The underdark is much more grim in its beauty than this place is. Abaddon, you look up as the s- sun sets. The sky breaks into a magnificent weave of points of light. You look towards it and you see stars for the first time in a long, long, long time. They glow above you with an incredible mystical luminance, holes poked with astral needles as the weaver of the world sews the night sky back together. It's beautiful. And I don't know, you've you've stumbled into something, but for a moment here, you feel calm. Um, I'm going to lean back and lay on the platform, gross mm-hmm. as it is. There's moss there now, yeah. so it's not that gross for me. I'm going to look up at the stars and kind of take it in for a moment, and then that one kind of looks like shadow. I'm going to draw, like explain my made-up constellation to Akane. As you look at this constellation, you form these lined portals, like these like specific strings of portal lines that you summon. And in a way, you can kind of outline each of these stars and construct the constellations for Akane if you both sit and lay close enough together. You go, you talk, you relax. It's calm, it's quiet, and for a moment, it's home. Oh, I'm starting to record. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I love it. <clears throat> hey. 
Hey. It's season two. Season two. Of what do you want to talk about? The podcast where two friends take turns surprising each other with topics to talk about. That's right. She's Lindsay and I am Jason and we are both parents and comedy writers. Yeah, it's like Pollyanna meets... Friedrich Nietzsche. Yeah, or like, I, I would assume that's correct. Yeah, I don't know pretty, that person. Pretty, pretty correct, yeah. I think. Yeah. It's like flowers meet... The stuff that people pile on, you know, grave sites and... Your, your, bodies and your dirt. Well, you know. That's dark. And we've added a new segment to the show called the Rando Mo. It's a random moment because we want to know what you want us to talk about. And you can send in your ideas and suggestions, and we put them on little pieces of paper, and we put them in a jar, and we shake them up, and then we don't have any control over what we are then told we need to talk about. You decide. If you want to decide, you can send it to laspodcastnetwork.com slash what do you wanna, W-A-N-N-A. This podcast comes out every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you can find your podcasts. This show was produced and distributed by LAS Podcast Network. To support this show and other shows like it, subscribe to LAS Plus. For more, you can visit laspodcastnetwork.com slash Plus. You can find our podcast anywhere that you get your podcast hit, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Or from that creepy dude with the top hat and the trench coat eating that Reuben sandwich that's just half soaked in mayo in the dark alley. Nice. He's the guy with the good podcast. It just be that you score your podcast in a dark alley with a guy wearing a trench coat? Reuben. Mayonnaise. You brought mayonnaise into the mix. Yeah, it should have been Thousand Island. Oh. It was such a mistake. Should have been Thousand Island. Can you put something together from all that? Or do you want, you want me to do one more? <laughs> L-A-S. I can't believe this is happening. Holy shit. The Groove Life Podcast is back! That's right, it's the Groove Life Podcast, everybody. What is groove, you may ask? It can be summed up so easily. Like, I mean, some people brew beer, some fish, people like play music, a good sticky they rice, they like to peanut butter sauce, dreams, spaghetti writing, sauce, drawing, hot sauce, speaking, barbecue sauce. Dry, did I, say, I think I already said that one. Oh. You're a griller. <laughs> Everyone's a fucking griller. Spearing. Spearing? What the hell is spirit? There's nothing better than just sitting outside on my swing in front of my house with my beautiful wife, having a nice glass of red vino, and watching the sun go down. Now that's groove. I kind of said that with an Italian accent because, I don't know, try and say vino with no accent. It's not possible. The Groove Life Podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Media Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, visit GrooveLifePod.com. You can also get bonus content, extended interviews, and ad-free versions of the show, as well as benefits throughout the community and across the network by subscribing to LAS Plus. For more information, visit LASMediaNetwork.com slash plus. The Groove Life comes out every other Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Lilith, you and you alone are on this minor mission to sneaky sneak into the church. Oh, shit.
<laughs> she's gonna take a moment and just like reevaluate her life choices. Like, the hell am I doing here? Why did I yeah. say yes to this? What is going on? Your unlife choices. Yeah. My unlife choices. <laughs> my not life choices. As you are outside, roll me a perception check and then a stealth check. Okay. Oh my god, is that how this works? Are you unlife and I'm undeath? Is that oh, what this is? Oh, we might have just stumbled on something. Okay, perception twenty-two. Okay. Holy Molly. That's pretty okay. good. Okay. And That's then good. your stealth. Come on, mama. <laughs> oh no! Okay, so okay. <laughs> Two nat ones. Okay. Any you, chance we can flip those? You, you, you know, timing-wise. You turn, I'm important, but I can't. I'm not within range. You yeah. turn to the left, and you see a guard who looks at you. You are spectrally ethereal. He looks over, and he just says, not again. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to fade back into the house you as quickly fade as back, she can. Okay, all right. You fade back into the house. You see everybody else inside. Uh, so you hear, well done, you hear, I guess. You hear well. thunk, 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 thunk. Uh, and you hear thunk, thunk, thunk as someone knocks on the door. Arno just looks over towards the others of you and he just says, go to the other room, other room, other room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah we go. We walk to the other room. Uh, he walks over towards the door and he just says, hello? And the guard just says, "What? what's happening? Are, do you see... I'm going fucking insane. Uh, <laughs> do you see a ghost in there? And Arno just says, What? <laughs> <laughs> and he just says, uh, Have a nice day, Mr. May. <laughs> and he, he leaves. <laughs> Arno just turns around and he just looks at you, Lil. He's like, What? I said I was not cut out for this. That's I'm right. doing the best that I can. That's all right. Second time. Second time's the charm. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to poke just her head outside you the poke, door. You poke your head outside the door. Um, you you see that he has walked away, and he has taken off his helmet. You see this, like, shock of brown hair, and he's, like, just, like, got his hands running through his, his head, like, over his hair, and he's, like, trying to, like, like, he's conking his head with his hands, like, trying to be, like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Can I try that again? Yeah, DM? go ahead. Okay. Yeah. We're going to roll for stealth again. Okay. Come on, man. That's better. Okay. 19. Yeah. Oh, um, no. Wait, that's not oh, even with my high? bonus. Oh, my. It's 19. 19 and change. 20. Oh? 25. Nice. Yeah, Very go. cool. There we go. As you drift up. You are like, okay, I got to figure out a different strategy. So what you do is you aim towards the just generally the silhouette of the church. Yes. But as you do so, you start passing through the walls of other buildings. And what you do is you kind of like half obscure yourself in the constructed walls of other buildings. Nice. And so the only real time you're ever um, truly... Uh, shown is when you kind of phase between things, right? You yes. go from a wall and then underneath the road and then up through the wall and then yep. through that one and underneath the road. And as you go and make this kind of zigzag, you eventually make your way over to the church proper. Okay. Um, and you are able to kind of get 
close enough to it. There is this this open um, this open front to the church where mm-hmm. there's a, a very uh, wide courtyard. However, t- uh, you do see at the front of this courtyard there are like maybe seven or eight guards that are standing nope. in the front. So um, Ooh, no, and, uh, that's the only place that you currently see. But you can go to the sides or or in however you'd like. I am going to go kind of around the perimeter. I'm yeah. just gonna sort of float, sneak my way around the perimeter. Yeah. I'm looking for a side door, a yeah. window, sure. something, an opening to the church that okay. is not right in front of everyone. Yes, okay. Um, I will say, at this time, as you are kind of closer to the church, you are looking at all these different different pieces of artwork, these portions of carvings, um, and as you see them, they are very... Um, they are very reminiscent of the things that you experienced in the in-between. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of uh, unnerving yeah. observing them and trying to kind of reconcile that, oh, wow, like this is someone, this is like, there are like secret hidden pieces of Demia art all over yep, here. And it is here. very, it is very um, confusing to you. Yep. Um, either way, you go around the side of the church. Uh, roll mm-hmm. me a, another perception check. Okay. Ugh, six. Not six. Good. Okay. As you as you are there, um, you you are slightly distracted, uh, specifically yeah. because you hear a set of guards conversing. Um, as you go to the side, you see two guards that are uh, sitting there. Uh, one of them is saying to the other guard, "How many did you say? Uh, I think it was three. No. Uh, wait. No. No. Four. Um, the ones to the east were a pair. Really? That's a lot." All those within a thousand miles? What colors were they? The one to the north was copper. The two to the east were green, which is odd for them. They don't really pair up that often. And the one to the west was a red, so we have to keep an especially attentive eye on him. And then the other one says, Wait, one is red? That that red one's worse than two green? And he replies back with, From what I heard, the last one that existed slaughtered hundreds of others just to stay on top. You never know what you're going to get with them. Survival of the reddest, I guess. <laughs> the other guy does not laugh. <laughs> oh, no. And he says, holy shit, that joke was bad. <laughs> get back to work. <laughs> and he turn, and the one guard turns away. Five miles away, you hear Val go, ha! <laughs> As you observe the side of this building, you do see that towards the back of the building, uh, there, it looks like there's more frost on it. Uh, the back windows look like they've all been busted out. However, there is a ton of ice that is covering over all of these window holes. Um, okay. And many of them look like this very like like thick white ice. Um, and it looks like it's been placed there deliberately. However, mm. there are a few spaces in those window holes that are not um, that are not actually completely covered okay so it's you know there's something like that cool i'm going to kind of stay in the shadows sneak over there see if i can find some ice that looks thin enough that i can punch through it or break through it that Mm. i can get through you're ethereal oh i am yeah (laughs) you're like you're going through all this you're like how can i get through and i'm like just walk like fly through i love that 
you know what? For the sake of it, like Lilith walks over and she's like, how the fuck am I yeah, going to get Yeah, I love that. And, and she, she goes over and she's like, this is probably thin enough. And she's like, punches it and she, her hand passes no, through. Sorry. And she's like, oh, I'm an actual moron. I am and so glad the boys you're like, aren't here to yeah. see this. You're like so, oh, you're, no. you're so out of your element. That you're I like, am. your brain just like shut off for half of a second. And then- She's been mortal for the last three days, you guys. <laughs> Calm down. Okay. You you She's go over gonna- and you try and punch it, and your hand passes through. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> She's just going to pass through the wall. Okay. You pass through the wall, and as you do so, you look in on your... It, it's incredibly carved in here. Uh, are you on the main level, or are you going like down, or are you going up, or what? I'm going to go main level main and level. get the lay of the land. Okay, sounds good. You enter in. It's very intricately carved in here. The The ground is made of incredibly detailed tiles. However, as you go in, you notice that the portion that you're at is very, very scratched up, right? You mm-hmm. are... Um, you are looking around, and, and the back of the church is completely gone. Right, there, it looks like originally this church was built to have a very ornate back of it, mm-hmm. but the entire back wall has been completely removed from this church. Uh, it is facing the outside, and there is snow that is drifting in. But as you look at the ground, you see these huge claw marks mm-hmm. on the edge of the back of the church, Ugh. as if something used this consistently and constantly as a landing pad. Yeah, um, and it is all broken up and and shattered. It looks like pieces are kind of falling off the back specifically. Um, it's still sturdy, right? But it's just like those small bits, right? Like as they, over time, mm-hmm. get carved off. That mm-hmm. is what happens. Um, you turn to your left, and you do see towards the front there are guards that are, mm-hmm. that are there. Um, there is a second floor that you can see as well. Um, and then it looks like there used to be a bunch of pews in the center of this church, but they've all been pushed to the sides. What you know for a fact here, and from the context that you've been given, is this church is definitively not in use for Demia anymore, right? Mm-hmm. It is taken over by the Verro, specifically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as you look in, uh, roll me another perception check. Okay. Ooh, bad. Ba- real bad. <laughs> Uh, four. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I will say definitively, you see that most of the most of the guard concentration is focused towards the front. Okay. And it seems as though there is someone important that they are all next to there. Hmm. Fun. I don't want to be near them. Sure. So I'm going to look for thinking about where these guys are going to pop in. I don't want them to pop in like in the middle of yeah, things. So I'm going to try to find like I'm thinking like basement. I'm just sure. I'm, my instinct is to go down. I'm sure. going to go down. I'm going to look for some stairs yeah. or for a way to get. You look for the stairs. I'm, I'm ethereal. Right. I've forgotten <laughs> yeah. again. You look for you look for the stairs, right? Um you don't see any stairs down right from this current vantage point. You do see stairs up. But it, that may just be your vantage point. You don't know. Right. Okay. Um, do you actually float down yeah, into the ground? Yeah, I think I'm going to try to go down. Okay. As you float into the ground, you don't see anything for maybe about 20 or so feet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, however, as you do go into the, um, the ground, uh, you see about 20 feet down, there is an absolutely massive cavern beneath this church. Uh, there is a spiral staircase that looks like it is going down. Um, it is uh, um, 
looks like actually that there's a portion of the spiral staircase that is built up into the church itself, and then there is a more ancient version of that spiral staircase, which that portion in the church connects to, right? Mm -hmm. Like they were built in different time periods, mm -hmm. right? However, you uh, look down and you see uh, the spiral staircase leads into this huge, this huge cavern. At the bottom, there are these uh, these different doors that kind of uh, lace the interior of the bottom of this cavern. Mm -hmm. um, you can see also small magic flickering lights uh, that waver off the ground and up the spiral staircase and all around this cavern. Um, yeah. Do any of them look alarmed? Can I Do any of roll? the lights look alarmed? Like, like, do they look like... Like, I'm thinking of Naomi's door alarm. Like, am I going to trip anything? Oh, I understand. Um, roll me an insight check. Okay. Mm. Uh, not good. I'm watching the dice from over here as you drop them down. <laughs> it's not uh, and good. And I'm just like, man, she's got to roll good someday. Four. <laughs> four. Uh, no, I'm a liar. Seven. Ooh. ooh slightly better. better. Four. Um, yeah, you, you're not sure. Uh, you, you think from your past experiences... People are magical. You don't know. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to float down to the floor of the cavern then. It's about 100 feet down. Okay. Fun. Okay. I'm going to uh, You float about the a, cavern a, a hundred feet down. Uh, as you are descending, uh, you start passing by all of those lights that you saw earlier. And you realize now that they are thousands and thousands of small lightning bugs. Oh. Now, lightning bugs in our world and Myria are different. Um, on Earth, fireflies or lightning bugs have photocytes in their abdomens that illuminate. In Myria, lightning bugs are very literal, right? Uh, as you pass by them, the blue glow that they have can be seen sparking off of them and sometimes lancing from bug to bug. As they form oh. into clouds, the sparks grow into little balls of lightning and static electricity. Oh, I'm going to not touch them. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try to avoid them. Yeah. And I'm going to... Uh, Land on the floor. Okay. And see, look around at these doors. Okay. And see if yeah, Ghostbusters taught me anything. Right. Yes. Don't cross we the don't, streets. Yes. Yeah. We don't, we don't like yeah, electricity. Yeah, yeah. No, we don't, we don't <laughs> like lightning bugs. Yes, 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 yes. Um, at the bottom of the staircase, you find yourself in an open and dark cavern, only illuminated by our insectoid friends. <laughs> There's a large door to your left, and it looks like it was once locked with heavy iron chains, surely able to be lifted by a giant. It now rests ajar with the chains and lock hefted to one side. It's roughly 40 feet tall and has a yellow glow from beyond. Additionally, there are a few doors to your right side that are made of iron that are closed. Okay. I'm trying to decide if this cavern is safe enough for them to just come here. You know what I mean? If I just yeah. hang out and wait? Or... Roll me a perception check. Hmm. This is the one. Oh, 17, 18, 19, 20. This is the important one because as you roll, as you look around and you're kind of observing this, you're trying to discern whether it's safe, you hear a <laughs> as a door closes from up top of the spiral staircase. <gasps> oh, no. And you see a tiefling woman in with blue skin that is descending the spiral staircase. Time to go. 
Um, I'm gonna run through the open a jar door. Run, float. You don't have to run. You don't I have don't. to go through anything. You could go through the walls and whatever could. you want. I could. Uh, I keep yeah. forgetting, but I'm gonna go through the door, okay. the open door. Okay. Because I know it's open. Are you Are you trying to keep an eye on this person? Or are you trying to just run through and not be in their line of sight? I'm gonna hide. Is my goal. Hide. hide. Okay. Like, Roll get, me another stealth check. Get away. Yep. And you can have advantage on this one. Oh, thank you. Okay, so 14 plus your modifier. Six, A right? lot, yeah, it's yeah. six. So 20 again? Yeah. Okay, all right. Thank you. Um, very nice. I got you. Uh, yeah. you, <laughs> are, you are standing there, and you are kind of, like, you find, actually, these in, in these large doors, these intricate kind of carvings, you just stick your face out of the front of the door, and it looks like your face is a piece of the carving. <laughs> I'm just gonna good. sit here really and very Marlo. And as as you do so, yeah, you you cross your eyes and you just sit there, just like, eh. and then uh, uh, and as you as Knock you as you see mouth. this, you watch this woman pass down the staircase and into one of the iron doors on the far side. She opens it and she closes it very loudly, and this large <clears throat> echoes through the cavern. Okay. Um, do I have any reason to, I don't know if I have any reason to follow her. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I guess I will. You want to follow? I'll follow her. Okay. Uh, all right. Before, before you leave, Mm -hmm. this room that you're in is maybe a hundred feet deep. And in it, you see broken glass tubes along the sides of all these walls. A sickly green liquid stains the ground around them. At the end of the room, you see that the back wall has been completely blown out, and it also is uh, bare to the elements outside of the city, right? Mm-hmm. It is, it is um, a portion of the mountain that has been completely exploded. Um, at the end of the room, you see um, that wall, and then um, you can also see that the river, river Ebeneth, which is the one that Ebenvale is, is named after, is mm-hmm. directly below it. Um, it's beautiful. It's quiet. Um, but you also see scorch marks everywhere and a light that oh. permeates the room, though no light can really be seen. Um, definitively, something bad has happened here. Mm-hmm. Um, you see that the edge of the room and kind of the further portions of it have been tamped by some large creature. some Like all the stone and all of the things that have been carved in here, the tiles, the um, everything in this room, has been tamped down by the feet marks of a large creature. Um, and there's also very large claw marks at the edge of this cliff, too. Mm. As you are standing in here, and you're just about to um, move beyond this door and go follow this woman, um, you turn around to kind of get your bearings, um, and you see, sitting at a desk maybe about 20 feet in. Uh, It looks like this is one of the only ones that has been, um, uh, you know, unbroken, Mm -hmm. is a Shadarkai woman. (gasps) Do I know her? You do know this woman. But it's almost an extrasensory knowing, right? It's not necessarily a you've seen this woman before, right? But it's an it's a knowing of the of the soul, right? Standing before you, hand resting on a large metal basin, smiling, is a lithe Shadarkai woman. 
Shadarkai, again, for anyone who doesn't know, are elves with bleached white skin, luminescent in their paleness. It's the same um, form that you have. She has braided hair that falls over her left shoulder, black, and she wears a long, sheer black gown. She looks over towards you, and she says, Lilith, are you all right? I'm worried for you. My lady? What can I do? I don't know. Lilith's going <laughs> to sit down and just... Oh. <laughs> it's really overwhelming. <laughs> she comes over to you, and she just says... As you sit down, you feel this, like, odd... In her presence, you can feel, as you sit down, like a physicality to the ground. It's odd, because you've, you've actually, like, just tried to get adjusted to not being able to pass through anything, <laughs> or being able to pass through stuff, and then you sit down, and you're like, oh, shit, I'm actually sitting on the ground. And Demia's um, just fucking with you. Yeah, yeah. Demia, she comes over, and she sits down next to you, and she says, Are you all right, darling? I'm so confused. Naomi says one thing, and these new friends say another, and and my own heart says another thing, and I don't I don't know what is right, and I don't know what to do, and I don't know where I'm supposed to be, and I don't. And why did you abandon these people? They've suffered, and you did nothing. She nods her head down, and she very obviously is um, uncomforted by those words. Um, it's weird, though, because as you say it, like, she kind of nods her head down, um, but she recovers emotionally much quicker than any mortal being would. You know, like, most people go through this, like, sigh, nod, think, respond kind of, like, motion, right? But she just kind of nods her head down and returns back to you almost instantaneously. But you see all of these emotions play through her face in a swift, swift fashion. She says... Well, do you know of the the god Asmodeus? You've mentioned him, yes. When this church was originally founded, it was supposed to be to me. But instead, he tricked everyone into making it for him. As he did so, everyone believed in this church for him and worshipped a version of his lawful evilness, yes? Their thought was, if we do evil unto ourselves, there will be more good out there, right? Which I, I think is a noble thing. However, the channel was to Asmodeus himself, right? They all believed in Asmodeus. And gods, we, are, we only have the power to do what the people that believe in us believe we have the power to do. We are whatever the people who believe in us think we are. And if no one here believed in me, I have no power here. It was difficult for me to make anything occur. I know that's very outside of the the normal understanding of what a god can do. And I'm sure I could have done more. That's the story of of my ability, my influence here. I will say, this piece of me, you are only experiencing a piece of me. 
There are pieces of me that love this place. There are pieces of me that hate this place. There are pieces of me that wanted to interfere in some way, whatever we could, rage against that inability. There are pieces of me that knew that patience was correct. And those pieces won, even if it hurt. There are pieces of me here that love what you are doing. But the piece of me that's here is keeping the pieces at bay that hate what you're doing. Why did you make me a farrier if you know I would be so bad at it? (laughs) She smiles and she says, There are no... If, If there's anything I've learned in my time being the goddess of death, it is that any one way of solving a problem is only a facet of the grander whole of possibilities. You are influenced by those that you send. You are influenced by those who create your worldview. You are influenced by those who make you who you are. Lilith, I I made you, but I did not make you who you are. I don't know if I can do this. What is this? What What do you mean, this? I don't know if I can be who you want me to be, who Naomi wants me to be. Well, what I want you to be and what Naomi wants you to be may not be in congruence. What do you think I want you to be? <laughs> Naomi. I think you want me to be Naomi. She is excellent in every way. I cannot argue with you for that. She is wonderful. (laughs) But she's not you. I sent this piece of me because I thought it was what you needed right now. It may not always be this piece. Do you understand? Yes. It's difficult for me to show me my entirety to a single person. Because if I do, it's this kind of mind-warping, brain-melting kind of thing, you know. So I don't want to hurt you. <laughs> um, but maybe the pieces that come after this may not be kind. There are pieces of me in Naomi. There are pieces of me in you. But the piece of me right now, in truth, wants you to find what you need. So you're not angry with me? I'm very angry with you. (laughs) I don't know how to explain it, but something... That one-eyed fool... (laughs) Needs... That is quite... Yeah, no, continue. (laughs) There's something... It was not his time. I have not had someone escape like that for thousands of years. (laughs) I cannot help it. I like him. This piece of me is interested in seeing you 
find what the tale of that journey looks like. <laughs> There's something. He needs my help. I will see all of you again either way. So. That I know. Whatever you'd like to do, this piece of me says you should do it. I will remember this when I meet other shades of you. They won't be as pretty. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> Speaking of shades, I heard you met the embodiment. <gasps> yes! Oh, I cannot believe I forgot! He is a liar! He is not you! Why is he here? He does. I am so angry! Lilith, death is not a solid force, it's a concept. Yes. There is no true terminus for souls. There's only what you mortals can perceive. Right? Those pieces that you can comprehend are what you see in Shadowfell. Those that you cannot are elsewhere. There are pieces of you. When you die, your soul exists everywhere and nowhere at the same time. You can go to the realm of your chosen god, or in the realm of, of no god. But in the amalgamation of all death, there are pieces of us. There are pieces of everything. It may not be exactly you, but the fragments of the memories that you create. As you sit here, you leave a portion of your time here you spend time in this space it's a piece of your life yes pieces of that the concept of spending time somewhere those type of things those ethereal incongruous to our experiences type of things those are what create the embodiment so he is you death is not a con is no solid force it is a concept. There's no true terminus. I am not the end. They are not the end. The embodiment is the concept of death that mortals have amalgamated. I understand. He is their perception of a hollow oblivion. Unavoidable and uncontented. I don't like him very much. Not much we can do about like. Just why does it have to be so horrible? The embodiment is the horrible. Everything else is what you decide. I'm sorry. I forgive you. Um, other pieces of me probably don't. <laughs> Just letting you know. I knew there would be consequences. There is no true... You should be sorry. But you should also not be sorry. You can be sorry for the pieces the harm that you create, but you shouldn't be sorry for being you. 
There are pieces of you that lie in this journey. There are pieces of your soul, your desire, that you should not be sorry for. But there are pieces that... Sometimes life just throws one-eyed men at us and we have to grab them and run. Will you still love me when I return? Forever and always. There is no contending with my love for you. She's gonna just like melt into her. Just uh, you, a little she, bit. she sits, sits over gonna... towards you, she hugs you, and she just says, Oh, my dear daughter, everything is fine. We shall see each other again. But until then, be safe and keep me in your heart. Always. You sit there for a moment and you feel her embrace. Close your eyes. And when you open them again, you still feel the embrace. But she is no longer there.